What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show on a Wednesday. As some of the audience saying, a hump day of our very special Grey Cup week coverage. Welcome to the RP Show, episode number 1,121. We're coming to you, as always, live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio in Metro Atlanta, uh, streaming and YouTube live. I'm here in the very stormy South Florida studio, Darren Moose DuPont is in the production studio of DuPont Media World Headquarters. Are we bringing you in, Moose? You have the control over all that. You're flying the ship today, and I'm very excited, very happy to be going to air. Hey, what's on your mind right now before I jump into the serious stuff? What do you got for me? You know, a great cup week. Um, I'm seeing yeah. more buzz, going to get a chance to get out to Hamilton and get into the festivities later on today. So, uh, I'm excited to kind of get my Grey Cup week started uh, later on this afternoon. Okay, good. Well, hey, I want to hear your Grey Cup plans uh, in a second, but it's interesting you say that. You know what? I-, I will tell you that our guests coming up today are CFL on TSN, football insider Dave Naylor, and also Troy Westwood, the Winnipeg Blue Bomber great. And uh, those are the guests, and let's go with a quick six-show topics. I'm going to jump right in. I've got, listen, it's Grey Cup week, Grey Cup notes. We're going to get to six different show topics, everybody, but that's what we're doing. It's why people have showed up here today, and I'll never get it, Darren. I'll never get it. I had a message today from Global Toronto. They're saying, Rod, can you come on? Can you come on Global Toronto? Can you come on Global Montreal? And I said, "Uh, all of it. Yeah, I'm here for it. You do realize that I'm in Florida, not at the Grey Cup. We don't care. We love you. You bring great insight. And I'm like, it's something about this time of year. Do Americans just perk up at Super Bowl week? Like the Canadians just perk up and go, hey, oh, hey. we got a Canadian football championship to be played. Like we're in it really six months out of the year. And let's be honest, probably 365 days out of the year. We're in it. But I guess, Darren, not everybody is. So I'm like, yeah, I'll come on global television in Toronto and Montreal and talk about the CFL. But um I, I I don't get the mindset. Like I get Christmas. I'm only into Christmas. Two, three weeks a year. 
Is that is that what this is? It's a seasonal <laughs> thing. I, I don't I don't I don't understand. I know. Explain it to me, Darren. <laughs> Hard to explain, but that is it. Like at the end of the day, we got to get out of our own brain fog of we love this stuff 24 7, 365, which we do, and understand that I guess sports is a niche to some people and uh, they perk up when it matters. Great Cup week and it's a big festival and event. And oh, there's going to be a game at the end of it. So, you know what? It's cool. This is the one week that it matters to all Canadians. Right. And people around the world. So uh, let's just enjoy it. It's, it's interesting that you say that. You're like, we need to step outside of ourselves. And I often tell people to do that. And here's me needing to do that and realize not everybody's into this like we are all week. So we will. And there are other television and radio appearances I'll be doing this week from Florida. But Global and I have always had this very special, warm relationship for many, many years and I appreciate them. It doesn't hurt that Anthony Robart, the national anchor, the Stone Phillips, if you will, of global television, is from Saskatchewan. So he's a Ryder fan. And as he told me, he grew up listening to me. I'm like, bro, I think you're older than me. But whatever. Um, away we go. So other Grey Cup notes, Moose. Chris Walby's meme, Chris Walby's quote that you've turned into a meme has got people talking, got people talking. The Blue Bomber great and Hall of Famer Chris Walby says the Alouettes, he feels, are just happy to be here. And I want to jump into that. It's Montreal Alouettes versus Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the 110th Grey Cup on Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern. And the Bombers are favored by 7.5 at our official betting partner, Bet Regal. And I don't know, man. I feel like if Walby's right, whether he's right or he's wrong, I don't know. You haven't had time to jump in and see the reaction to this, Darren, because you've been producing the show and getting everything ready to go on Game Plus television. I read it. And Justin Pilardi, the former CFL kickers, uh, wrote in. And he's like, I agree. I agree. They're dousing Jason Moss with a Gatorade cooler after the East final and, you know, going off like they just won the Grey Cup. If Walby's right, if he's right, is wo- is Wednesday of Grey Cup week enough time to wiki wiki Montreal? You're in a championship here, or is it too late? What do you oh, think? No. I think there's plenty of time to wake up and be ready to go for the Grey Cup. Look at at the end of the day. Um, I don't know. I mean, you can install some new things and be sharp on some of your tactics. And, you know, maybe add a, a, a trick play here or a wrinkle there or something that can give you an edge. But at the end of the day, I feel like championship week is about the mental side of it. And if you're enjoying this and you're riding high and everybody's in a great mood, that's cool. But you have until Sunday to get that team ready and focused. And if that happens Saturday night, it happens Saturday night. If it happens Friday, it happens Friday. You know, there is, you know, some coaches believe in we got to be focused right from the time our last game ends until we finish this game and there's no distractions and that wins. And I've seen some coaches be like, look it, enjoy this, enjoy this. But come Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, one of those days, we're going to lock it down and we're going to start focusing for 48, 72 hours and you're going to clear it all right. That wins, too. So we'll see what Jason Moss's approach is. Right now, it looks like they're enjoying the moment. We got some great comments coming in from the audience. I should tell you that you can text us in the studio here at 902-518-3033. Our text line is brought to you by Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beverages, craft beers, 
Sober Carpenter, 902-518-3033. Ask for Sober Carpenter by name at your favorite beer, wine, and spirit store. I'm not even looking at the YouTube stream. It's cool that people are writing in. I can't. I can't. I'm trying to stay on point here. It's not, it's not you. It's me. But I will say from the Sober Carpenter text line, Bomber Boy is in Calgary. Bomber Boy in Calgary has texted in and says, Good morning, Rod Squad. For the Ryder fans out there, what's worse? Cody and Moz getting to the big game right after you ran him out of town? Or the Bombers on the precipice of becoming a dynasty? I'll let the Ryder fans answer that. But back to what you were saying about Grey Cup week. People can see that I'm fired up. I'm rocking back and forth. It's a sign of it's anxiety, and I'm not battling anxiety. Not on that right now anyways, but I'm just excited for the big game. I love this stuff, and I think that's probably why I get asked to do these interviews because people know I love this stuff. And 2007 Grey Cup, Darren, I could sit and speak at a banquet and will about all these stories, but you talked about what happens during Grey Cup break. I'll never forget. Now, I'll name a few names. You know, part of the reason that I don't want to do play-by-play anymore and have that role is I'm so much older than the players. But back then, I was the same age, and I ran with those cats. So I'll never forget. We get into Toronto Tuesday of Grey Cup week, and I'm with Zarka. For whatever reason, I was always around the Canuck truck, always around him. And we're in the lobby of the hotel, and some bombers rolled up. I don't want to name any names, but their initials might have been Andrew Green. Playing for the bombers. And both teams had been given the one night to run, Tuesday night. And Andrew was like, oh, come on, let's go, let's go, Zark. Come on, Zark. Let's hit the town. And Zark's like, no, we're here to win a championship. And Andrew Green loaded up the car and took off, grabbed a bunch of guys. You can always find somebody who wants to go party. Trust me, I would know. But Zark is like, we're here on a business trip to win a championship. And that night he was like, we got him. We got him. He knew. And I don't even think the Riders went out that night. This is long before Netflix, everybody. They were uh, renting movies in their room. Remember when you used to have to do that? And they were, they were locked down. That was 2007. And that's the only story I'll tell. Saskatchewan versus Winnipeg. There's far more. But anyways, let's suffice it to say, I'm very happy that this week is at hand. The 110th Grey Cup. There are more. I got written down here, commissioner's notes, but I'm going to move on because we're in the warm up here right now. Quick six show topics. We'll come back on it. we got a lot of time, but I will just say this. Our poll question today is for key Yorkton Kia. Unleash the future, the Kia EV6 GT at key Yorkton Kia, where performance and innovation go hand in hand. Go to keyyorktonkia.com or call 306-783-2772 for more information. The 23 Kia EV6 GT, movement that inspires. The question is, who will have more passing yards in the 110th Grey Cup? Winnipeg's Zach Caleros or Montreal's Cody Fajardo? Don't answer, Moose. You will know far better than me because you play fantasy and you bet, and I don't really. Fantasy stats, like I don't care if Caleros throws for 10 sorry if Cody throws for 10 yards and wins that's all that matters you know um so I'm gonna move on I'm gonna move on but you can see that we're into it we got a lot of fun stuff to get to today point two 
I watched a lot of hockey last night. One of those was Kyle Connor scoring twice. He added an assist to propel the Winnipeg Jets to a 6-3 victory over the New Jersey Devils and put himself in a tie atop the NHL's goal-scoring leaderboard. His 13 goals on the season, time for the most with Toronto's Austin Matthews. Josh Morrissey had four assists, tying a franchise record for assists in a game. There were some other games that I'll get to. Actually, I'll throw them in right now. In Montreal, I watched this one too. Jacob Markstrom made 34 saves as the Calgary Flames defeated the Montreal Canadiens 2-1 Tuesday night. Nazem Kadri scored a video game goal, and it's going to take a long time for anybody to top that in the highlights for what Kadri did last night. And Connor Zeri's got six points in six games in his rookie season for the Flames. In Columbus, Sidney Crosby recorded his 16th career hat trick to rally the Penguins over the Blue Jackets 5-3 for their fifth straight win. In Buffalo, David Pasternak had a goal and two assists to lead Boston to a 5-2 win over the Sabres. And in Washington, Dylan Strom scored his team-leading seventh goal. Charlie Lindgren stopped all 34 shots he faced in Washington blank. The Golden Knights 3-0. So that was a Tuesday night of the NHL. What are your leftovers, Moose, if you have any, from what you saw last night? You know, not a ton, um, really, of leftovers. What I'm looking forward to and, and been seeing most of the coverage, and partly because I follow the team, um, is, you know, what's happening with Zadorov in Calgary and possible landing spots. And then I'm seeing a ton of coverage out of the Leafs in Sweden. And William yeah. Nylander going home to play in Sweden. And Ty D- or Max Domi, uh, his relationship with Matt Sundin. So I'm seeing a lot of that stuff, which is kind of getting me excited for that because for a while I kind of forgot that they were going to Sweden because there had been really no talk about it. All the talk was about how bad the team was playing. So uh, we'll see where things go tonight. But watching that, and then I'm watching more fallout um, from Leon Dreisaitl and the uh, slash or the two-hand uh, cross-check to the legs of the Islanders. Uh, was it Bo Horvat? Uh, so I'm watching a little bit of oh. that back and forth. And that seems to be spilling over still. So a um, little bit of fun on uh, on those things. So much fun going on in the NHL and the hockey world in general right now. And later on, we'll get to our NHL top five and bottom five. I got some surprises for you. And also an hour or two, we'll spend more time on the games tonight. There are only four. And while one would think the Seattle-Edmonton game in the Oilers' place is the most uh, game of the night, it's really not. It's the New York Islanders at the Vancouver Canucks in a rematch of the 1982 Stanley Cup final. But more importantly, the return of Bo Horvat to Rogers Arena in Vancouver. I've done some reading up on it. He doesn't know what to expect in terms of a return. He had uh, talked about this yesterday a lot with the Chad Kelly thing. Bo Horvat made some comments out of emotion and in haste after leaving Vancouver for the Islanders last year. And I wouldn't ex- I would not expect the Vancouver people to forget it. But I'd like to think tonight he's honored properly with a uh, video tribute. There will be some that won't be able to let go what Bo Horvat said. But you know what? They're winning. He's winning. Sometimes when you have a split, the best you can hope for is that both go on to be happy. And I think that's what's happened here. What's your take on that game tonight in Van? Yeah, I like that sentiment. You know, um, why can't they both win the deal? Why can't they both go on and be happy? And I think it's important to be thankful for the time that Bo was in Vancouver. He was the captain of this team. So don't just discard that. I mean, it's a franchise that doesn't just cycle through captains every year. You know, they take their time um, and we're careful and, and, you know, pick Bo was there for a while and 
you know, uh, made his home in Vancouver and everything run its course that ran its course, but uh, don't let that cloud the entire uh, Bo Horvat era in Vancouver. Look at us with the life tips. Um, we're rolling through this at a good clip. Um, uh, the top five, to, uh, bottom five for the NHL. We'll get to next hour. Cause I'm going to put my crown on for that. I do have to say though, Saw the post from Jorgen Hughes. He is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders long snapper, former LA uh, St. Louis Ram and Seattle Seahawk. But he signed his new contract with Saskatchewan while holding his baby and our show on over his shoulder on his big screen TV. Both you and I on there. Go check our Instagram or his and you'll see a photo of it. Thank you, Jorgen. He says our show is always on. So thank you, Jorgen. I just love that guy. Um, point four, I'm just going to mention this. No analysis. Police in England arrested a man on Tuesday on suspicion of manslaughter and the death of American ice hockey player Adam Johnson, whose neck was cut by a skate during a game. Johnson was playing for the Nottingham Panthers. We all know that. South Yorkshire police did not name the suspect or provide his age. He is while he was in police custody. I see this morning he's been released on bail. I don't even want to talk about it. I'll say this. We're taping our Cats and Bolts podcast later on today. And there's a studio there. And I wish, Moose, when you were here, I, we were doing it then. Uh, you could have come and seen it because it's really cool. But we had Jeff Chikrin with us um, this one particular day. It was the Wednesday after the incident happened. And the two guys taping their show before ours were like, oh, what do you guys think about that? You guys are hockey guys. What do you think about this? And Chick, I'll give him credit. Longtime NHL defenseman. His son's Jacob Chickard. He plays for Ottawa. He goes, I haven't even watched it because I can't. And I'm the same. And I think we all feel that there's no way the player meant. I'm done talking about it because we know. I understand there's a legal process too, but I hope that it ends in the right fashion. We do need to take a timeout. We got a lot of great. Grey Cup stuff and CFL stuff to get to. Plus, the Raptors are home tonight to the Bucks. Tonight's NHL games. The Blue Jays and Matt Chapman. Big news there. We'll be back in a moment on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back, everybody. And the RP Show continues. Great Cup Week coverage. And we got a lot of Great Cup stuff to get to today. Dave Naylor of TSN and Bomber Great Troy Westwood coming up. We will talk about the latest in the Rough Riders coaching search news. I'm in South Florida where it continues to hammer us with rain. I think I think we'll be okay. You should have seen the wind this morning, but it died down enough that I'm like, I think we can get through this show without being swept away. But it's got uh, shades of last summer here where I almost died. Moose is in Toronto. He's producing the show. And if I may, he's doing a fantastic job of it. I want to sprinkle in a couple comments here. Joe Lazito in New York writes in about his Islanders visiting Vancouver tonight. He says, I think the Canucks should wear their sweet 1982 throwback sweaters tonight. I hope they do. I see they've been wearing, uh, what do they call it? The blazing skate quite a bit, um, but not the V, the disco jerseys. They need to be doing that more. Um. Jay in Winnipeg says, RP, do you think the NHL adopts the NBA in-season tournament structure? Uh, First, let's uh, try to figure out out what the hell it is. (laughs) And then we'll talk about whether we adopt it or not. It's too confusing to me. And it's confusing from what I can tell to everybody. And Jen, regarding the incident with Adam Johnson, Jen from the Four Seasons writes in and she says, I have not seen that video and I do not want to ever see it. That's the thing. I hope this re- I hope this situation concludes reasonably and the right things done versus some ridiculous legal system thing. Uh, just quickly before we jump back to the Grey Cup stuff, which is why everybody came here today. Number five, the Toronto Raptors are back in action tonight in the NBA, playing host to the Milwaukee Bucks. The Raps enter the contest coming off a big comeback win over Washington on Monday. And the Raps embarrassed Milwaukee at Scotiabank Arena two weeks ago with a 19-point win. In point six, third baseman Matt Chapman declined the Toronto Blue Jays' qualifying offer on Tuesday to remain a free agent. Chapman was one of seven players who turned down $20.3 million qualifying offers from their former teams Tuesday. It's too bad Chapman hit 234 with 44 home runs and 130 RBIs in over two seasons with the Jays and was named a Gold Glove winner this season. So that's all that's going on. Moose, I got to just say this to you for the fun of it. I was watching, uh, well, PTI yesterday, really enjoyed it. This morning I'm watching Get Up while I was riding the bike here at home, a stationary bike, and they're talking about Ken Dorsey being fired as the coach of the Bills. And I want to say eight minutes in, eight minutes they talked about the Bills firing their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. And uh, who's the lineman? Jeff Saturday was like, this is ridiculous. They have the third overall offense and the second overall this and blah, blah, blah. It's a joke. And they're a grease fire. Da, da, da. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they switch it over to uh, Swagoo, Marcus Spears. And he's like, well, I get you saying that, but players get coaches fired and they're trending this way. And Josh Allen's playing like junk. So what are you going to do? And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they switch back to, to uh, Saturday. I'm like, OK, I'm bored. Click. 
They spend too long on topics. That's why I think it's good with what we do, jumping around, ding, 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 ding. You know what I mean? Yeah. You suffer from a similar affliction of my attention is not our thing. You'll never say this show drags. That's one thing it'll never do is drag. That's for sure. But you're right. Then you get back and forth and back and forth. And then Dominique Foxworth's got to jump in with another. Yeah, and I love him. He's oh, my he's, favorite. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> so they had uh, they have a lot of fun on that show. But yeah, that was uh, that was a tough one. Right. But they are talking about things that we won't talk about. But I obviously get ideas from yeah. that. On the Blue Jays thing, Darcy Federko is watching in Grand Prairie, Alberta, home of the storm. And he says, uh, Otani spent the weekend in Toronto. And he says, keep up the great work. Thank you. Maybe everything happens for a reason. Um, and the Blue Jays are clearing money off the books to sign Shohei Otani, which we talked about last week. We're all in favor of. Now, reeling it all back to where we started today, and I will now dabble in the YouTube comments. So there you go. Uh, and the text line, as always, is open for Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers, 902-518-3033. I'm not done on this, and I really value your opinion. Chris Walby here, multi-time Great Cup winner, at least two, maybe three. You Bomber fans help me out. I think it is three Great Cups for Walby, um, at least two. He thinks the Montreal Alouettes are just happy to be there. And he wasn't talking noise, right? I mean, this is a guy that's been in the, he's won great cups. He's lost great cups. It's a thing. And I don't think you can change that. You said you thought that you could, you know, maybe if the Alouettes get woken up and they see that quote from Walby, maybe Jason Moss puts it up on the bulletin board, which incidentally, that does help. We can go into history of bulletin board statements that have motivated a team to win. I've seen it with my own eyes. But if the Alouettes collectively are just happy to be there, I don't think you can change that because that's in here, not here. There's a difference. <laughs> Reminds me of Wendell Clark's story. Leaf fans just perked up, including you. You know, Wendell and I have done multiple events together. And I used to think when he played in the NHL, I thought he was a jerk. Then when he retired, I like him a lot. Players become a lot different after they retire. It's a story for another time. Not everybody's lined up to kiss their ass anymore, right? They got a lot more time to talk. So Wendell said as a rookie in 1985-86 with the Leafs and Harold Ballard still owned the team, it was like halfway through the year. The Leafs were terrible. And Wendell was like, oh, we're supposed to try? Yeah, it's your job. Because Wendell was only 17, 18, I guess. He was, oh, this is, we're in the NHL. This is awesome. Playing at Maple Leaf Garden Saturday. Oh, we got to win. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. it is a mental thing that it takes a while to get your mind around. And I'm not sure the Alouettes can do it within a couple of days. Have I convinced you yet? Well, you, you convinced me that it's a tough task. You know, one thing is, you know, this won't be, uh, brand new to Jason Moss, you know, um, he's been in gray cups before. Um, so this won't be new to him, but you're right. Like the shine is all over this. And when you haven't been there, all you want to do is look around, you know, and it's like, I've never been to Disney world, so I can't tell you, but let's say it was like going to super bowl. Okay. We went to super bowl in LA and I'll say that was my first super bowl that I've ever been to. 
And it's a little bit like that. Your first one, I'm like, this is awesome. And you kind of like, where do I go? Oh, my God, there's big signs. Okay, the festival. Oh, my gosh. And at the end of the Super Bowl, you realize I didn't really accomplish a lot. You know, I was kind of overwhelmed. I was kind of starstruck. I didn't really get to a lot of things or accomplish a lot. Next time I go to the Super Bowl, I'll be a little more focused. And it'll be more of a business trip, and I'll actually be like, bing, 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 and I'll get some stuff done, some sightseeing, you know what I mean? And I think that's what it's like going to a Grey Cup as a player. You get caught looking around, and you realize, this is a business trip, too. And the veterans that have been there can balance the two, I think. And the difference with what you said, because what you said is great, but it sounds like when you went, you didn't have a tour guide. If you had a tour guide when you went to Disney World, that tour guide could have said, okay, you need to do this, this, and this, and stay away from this, this, and this. And with the Rough Riders in 07, ours was Eddie Davis. Mm. And literally, I remember the days of practice at Skydome. Guys gathered around Eddie, and he's addressing the group. Because he'd won a great cup with the Calgary Stampeders, and everybody listened to him. And for Cal- or, uh, Montreal, it'll be Cody Fajardo's been to the great cups and won them. Not as a starter, but he's been through it. And obviously, Jason Moss. So they do have the tour guide. It's not like they haven't totally been there. Again, this is not the rider show, but I could sit and tell you multiple stories and really good ones, you know, including Ken Austin. Kent knew enough. He was our head coach in 2007 to get out of the way and let Eddie Davis have a huge role in coaching the team that week and managing how they're spending their time, what they focus on, how much time to spend with their families, right? So that's not to say that Montreal is going to blow this thing, but they're not like Winnipeg, who's rolling into their fourth straight Grey Cup. It's like ho-hum for them. You know, so it could go a couple of ways. I, basically, this is not going to be a runaway for Winnipeg. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Joe Lazito checking in. We got his attention. He's watching in New York regarding that Vancouver Islanders game tonight. Joe writes it on the Sober Carpenter text line, and he says the interesting thing from a Vancouver point of view is the two main pieces they received in return for Horvat haven't panned out. That may fuel some frustration for the Vancouver faithful. We got some juice going for the game of the night tonight. It's not Oilers and Kraken. You people think that it is. Ding. No, it's Bo Horvat's return with the Islanders to Vancouver. I'll be long gone to bed by then, but I'll be interested to see tomorrow morning what happens. We got a few minutes here for the rider faithful that are watching from my mother province. Somebody wrote in to me the other day on Twitter and said, stop being so hard on the rider fans. I said, you need to pull your head out of your ass. I haven't said anything about rider fans at all. I love them. I'm one. I love rider fans. It's the team that I have the problem with and can't get out of their own way and are destroying the franchise. Not the fans. Don't get it twisted. As Chris Jones would say. Brian in Hudson Bay writes in the Moose Capital. He says, good day, guys. Jason Moss was leaving for Montreal after last year, even if the Riders didn't fire him. So him leaving is a moot point. As far as Cody goes, even if Cody stayed, the Riders still would have sucked this year. The Rider problems go much deeper here than the quarterback spot. Go Owls. Interesting you say that. If we all thought Jason Moss was leaving, which I was the first to report a year ago in October that he was, why make a big deal out of firing him then? Why don't you just let him walk away with some dignity? No, Riders had to make a big deal out of firing him. And they've done it with players before. 
It's not just a rider thing. Other teams have done it. But that's the way they operate, and karma's biting them in the ass. But, Brian, I don't want to argue with you. You're cheering with the Alouettes for the Alouettes anyways. But if I made you see it the way the football people see it, if you knew he was leaving, why did you have to make a big deal out of firing him then and embarrass the guy? Because it just makes you look even stupider now. It's called karma, capital K. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. writes in. He says, hey, Rod, I listened to the Ryder radio broadcast for years when John Frenzy was calling it, and I couldn't believe it when I became his friend. Of course, I listened to you for all 20 years as the voice of the Riders. Thanks for everything you do. Thank you, Wayne. I don't do a whole lot but sit here every day and talk for two hours. But my guy, my Dale Mike in Hawaii, wrote me this morning about the Rough Riders head coaching search. You see John Ryan's tossed his hat in. Come on, just hire a coach already because it's becoming a little comical. John has never coached other than kids' camps. Mind you, mind you, Dave Poulin said this about Martin Saint-Louis because he was coaching a midget team when the Montreal Canadiens hired him. So maybe John Ryan is a accurate uh, candidate or a legitimate candidate. But Mike and I were going back and forth, and I said, John Frenzy always thought he should be brought in to address the team before big games. Mike's point is everybody thinks they can coach the riders. He goes, 10% of the people in the stands think they could coach the riders. I said, I think it's 65% or more. So I can, I understand why they're taking their time. It's, it's a big hire and they can't screw this up. Uh, Moose, I'm going to let you go. Is Naylor ready? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'll see you in hour two. Okay. You bet. Dave Naylor from the 110th Great Cup Week joins us next. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. All right, welcome back, everybody. Our Grey Cup coverage continues live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio podcast and streaming, and we're going right to Hamilton now, the eye of the hurricane. Dave Naylor is there, the host with the most. His media party is tonight. Maybe we should start there, David. What can what can the media expect coming to your party at the Hamilton Club? Well, it can expect a great downtown venue, lots of eats, uh, lots of good drinks, lots of fabulous conversation, and a couple of tributes to some of uh people in in uh in attendance as well so we'll just uh yeah it'll be it'll be a, it'll be a great night. all right well i fabulous ex- have fun for that and thank you for uh, doing it every year it's awesome um dave chris walby created a little wave here yesterday coming on and saying he thinks the alouettes are just happy to be there in the 110th gray cup against montreal how do you feel about that assessment yeah, I don't think so. And and I think that comes from their head coach. I mean, if, if you listen to the you know the, the way Jason Moss addresses this team, the way he's handled this team all all year, I just don't think that Jason Moss has a just happy to be there vibe in him. Now, I can understand the the storyline because this was a team that nobody was picking certainly to be in a Grey Cup. Very few people saw as a playoff team. And I, w- I was talking to some members of the Montreal media last night. We were at the FRC suite. You're familiar with that, Rod? Uh, very unique distinction in the in Canadian football where reporters have a uh, unlimited free booze all, open all hours of the night uh, suite for the entire week. It's a wonderfully unique <laughs> thing in our in our culture. And uh, <laughs> And so we were there last night and we have great conversations there. And 
one of them was uh, the bunch, some of the guys in Montreal media asking me, hey, how come, why do you think everybody picks against the Alouettes? And I said, well, I can answer that because I'm on, I was among them. Uh, I think a lot of it just had to do with the fact that on the first day of free agency, your quarterback, your number one receiver goes out the door, you know, and, and they were bottom feeders in free agency. You know, Cody, I don't want to say Cody Fajardo ended up there by default, but there was really only one in the game of musical chairs. There was really only one place left to land that was looking for a starting quarterback. But I just think Jason Moss has, has never had that attitude about this season. I don't think he had this attitude about last week, and I don't think he's carrying that attitude into this game. Now, individually, are there players that, that might feel that way as opposed to you know the way the Bombers are trying to avenge what happened last year and, and make it three out of four, which you know is a lot easier to make the claim that you were a dynasty than if you win two out of four? Perhaps, but I, I, I'm not getting that vibe from just being around the Alouettes and, and most particularly their head coach and Jason Moss. Uh, I'm searching for the clip. I know what happened. Matt Dunnigan said on this show in May that it would be a Montreal-Winnipeg Grey Cup, and I think I laughed at him. I'll find the clip. He was the only one. How do you feel about this matchup? Well, I've been wrong on the Alouettes two weeks in a row. I thought Hamilton would beat them. I mean, I thought Hamilton. No, I thought Hamilton played really good football down the stretch. I mean, other than losing to the Toronto Argonauts. The only game Hamilton lost after that game where they beat BC was a, was a, you know, a walk-off field goal game to BC in Hamilton. They, they were, they were, they're a very good team. And that was a lot of that doing that with Taylor Powell. And they got the two quarterbacks back. I thought, okay, they're going to do that. And then last week, I mean, I thought, I thought there was a potential for a close game there, but I thought there was also a large potential for a, you know, 39 to six Argonaut win. And it didn't happen. So I, I think this could be a bit of a mudslinging game. And I, by that, I, just mean, you know, not a high scoring game. I think these are two really, really physical teams, two really physical defenses. I think I think points could be at a premium in this one. So and if that's the case, then, you know, turnovers become huge. Penalties become huge, you know, that kind of thing. And, and the Alouettes, like look, look at the way they, their scripts have followed the last two weeks. Right. Hamilton's marching down the field. First play series of the game. Bang. Turnover. They never really recover from it. Last year, l- last week, I mean, Toronto is slicing down the field and then the pick six. And Mark Anton Duquois scores the 104-yard touchdown or whatever it was. And, mm-hmm. you know, Chad Kelly never recovered from that. So they've really set the tone with turnovers early in this game. And, and, I, and that, that's something that I think, you know, is going to be could be a huge factor. And look, in every football game, turnovers are a massive factor. But if it's going to be a low-scoring game and defense is going to dominate, then that becomes that much bigger because teams may have trouble driving the length of the field on each other in this game. So if you can get a turnover, particularly if it's in plus territory and you're on a short field and you get one or two of those, you know, that I think could be the difference. So I'm actually expecting a very close game in this one. The viewers love you, Dave. I'll get to as many as their questions as I can in the time allotted here. John in Winnipeg says, Dave, please ask the commissioner about moving the season up and having the Grey Cup in October. Then there would be zero talk about weather. Wayne in Victoria, BC says, that's a great question, John. Is there any talk about this anymore? Well, yeah, there is, but it's all dependent on the 10th team. One of the things that when the commissioner came in and he saw, holy smokes, we got guys playing three games in 12 days. Like this is not healthy for football players. So they instituted, we went from one bye week a year for each team to three. That's what lengthened the season in the name of player safety. And, and that's because you have these short weeks, right? It's not like the NFL where every week is balanced with the same number of teams or the even number of teams. So they can do one by week over 17 weeks. We do three. We keep teams off short weeks. If we get to a 10th team, we can go to a fully balanced schedule 
And that means we're not going to have. So that means you can leave the start of the season right where it is and move the Grey Cup up two weeks. That is one of the reasons they want to get that 10 team because it would allow them to say to not have to move this the start of the season up further into the spring but get the great cup but not but arbitrarily are we going to see the whole schedule shift two weeks early no not that's not going to happen there you go thank you for the answer um here's one from me i i think we all believe ryan dinwiddie will win coach of the year there is no gm of the year award but if there was who would you vote for i'd probably vote for danny machocha i mean i i remember talking to danny you know, when, when there was all the uncertainty around that team, I remember being down at the Super Bowl in Arizona and every day I'm talking to Danny, you know, trying to get updates about what's going on. Is Trevor Harris coming back? What's Gino Lewis going to do? How are you, you going to handle, you know, who's, is the league going to come in and take over the team? Who are you answering to? Like, and he didn't have a lot of answers to these questions that I was asking him. And look, that's a lot of stress. I mean, like, let's forget the football side, right? Just as a, as a human being, if your employment is kind of in such an uncertain environment. And then you know that you, you may have one hand tied behind the back when you go into the free agent market and then your team may be at a, at a disadvantage in a very competitive sport. And somehow all of, out of all of that, you know, here they are at the Grey Cup. And look, they made the two best in-season additions. Sometimes losing in the off-season free agent market is not the worst thing because you have more money to take into the into the season and i mean we saw that with winnipeg a few years ago i mean adam was signed like in may you know they were the team that had money to sign how big has that been uh they added darnell sankey they added sean levin those guys have both been huge for this team and you know those are those are those are on danny machocha uh last one the connection's bad if we if we lose you we lose you dave but Colin in Ottawa wants to know, how do the MLSE execs feel about the Argos and their extraordinary season? Bill Manning is keeping his job solely because of their success. What's How's MLSE view what the Argos did? Oh, I think there was a lot of excitement about what the Argonauts did. And, and I think the Argonauts, like MLSE is taking a lot of criticism for you know, not promoting the team more, not be caring about the team more. I think one of the things is if you're going to elevate a team's status in the market, you, you kind of have to take advantage of two things. One is that your team is a winner and two, that you have players that you can take to market and really sell. And Bill Manning told me a story a couple of weeks ago that his son went to a game last year and said, dad, I think you've got a problem. Uh, the most popular player on your team whose Jersey is in the stands is GM who hasn't played in 25 years. Right. And that's, <laughs> And then you started to, to, to you know, accept that role as, as part of it as being the starting quarterback and face of the franchise. The problem is, and the challenge they're going to have, is that when 26,600 came out to see him play, he didn't look anything like the guy who had played all season. I mean, that is the greatest variance I've ever seen between a quarterback's performance during a regular season and a playoff game. I just, it was unrecognizable. In fact, I was listening to some of the calls that Mike Hogan had on the Argo broadcast. At one point, he says, this is not Chad Kelly. I mean, I think he didn't know what else to say. But my point is that he, he's got a three-year contract. He's got an opportunity with this franchise to try to raise the, the awareness of it. And I think there's a, there's a real potential there. I, I think that it's, it's been hard to market the Argos you know, when they weren't very good. And even when they won the Grey Cup last year, they were kind of a middling team right, until the end of the year. There wasn't a momentum swing. I mean, just look at the attendance at this year's Eastern Final against Montreal as opposed to last year's Final against Mon- Same two teams, right? Same thing up for grabs. And yet there was a momentum 
behind this Argonaut team that you didn't have a year ago. And I think, you know, the hope is that despite the awful performance in the Eastern final, they'll be able to recapture some of that and carry it into them, carry it with them into next season and, and build that fan base. I mean, look, there's you know, 6 million people in the GTA, right? It shouldn't be impossible to get 25,000 that want to come out to the Argo games every week. And I think if, if there was an opportunity lost, no question with the way that game went, but I think anybody who was there, got a taste of what the atmosphere for an Argo game could be like all the time. I mean, if you get 26-6 on a raw five-degree day, yeah, there was a playoff game, on a beautiful summer night or a beautiful summer afternoon or a beautiful fall afternoon, you know, there's no reason you can't get that kind of atmosphere. And I tell you, I guarantee you, anybody who was there will tell you that just the presence of being there and the excitement and the feeling you know, up experience since they've been at BMO. Dave, awesome CFL chat. You're one of the busiest guys this week. I know that. So we'll let you go. Have fun tonight. And thanks for squeezing us in. My pleasure, Roddy. Always good to do your show. Take care. Thank you. CFL on TSN's Dave Naylor checking in from Hamilton, site of the 110th Grey Cup. We will be right back with a sports update, an audience takeover after this, live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the RP Show's Wednesday of Grey Cup Week, the 110th Grey Cup. And uh, next hour, Moose will rejoin us to kick around more fun and frivolity regarding the CFL championship. I just, I, I see the comments coming in here from the Argo fans. Troy in Toronto, for instance, writes in, he says, I was at the Eastern Final and having BMO full was an amazing experience. The game, on the other hand, was a disaster for the Argos. The Argos are marketable. I have to eat crow and give respect to Montreal. I'll get to as many of your comments as I can, but that's the one thing as a guy that's been in this sports business for so long. How you got the lightning in the bottle? How do you put the lid on it and keep it? You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know. Because with the NFL, we'd said it either earlier this week or late last week. Every week is a Grey Cup. And maybe it's a population thing, but I don't think it is a population thing because in Canada, the NHL is that. You got the population in Canada. Every game now in the NHL is like Stanley Cup. Tonight, we're talking about the Islanders and the Canucks and Bo Horvat's returned. I don't know how you capture that as a CFL, where, I'm, where it's what you're getting a week or two out of the year, like this week, where I'm going on Global Toronto and Global Montreal and Darren's going on CBC to talk about the CFL. How can we not get this all year? I don't know the answer to that. I don't think about it as much anymore either, by the way. Uh, sports update. Two Canadian teams take the ice tonight in NHL play. The Edmonton Oilers carry a two-game win streak into a home contest against the Seattle Kraken. Vancouver Canucks play host to the Islanders, as we mentioned in the later game. NHL general managers discussed uh, player safety and tweaks to overtime on Tuesday. Officials made presentations at the league's annual Toronto meeting on both cut-proof equipment and emergency standards in arenas. GMs also discussed tweaks to three-on-three overtime aimed at preventing teams from continuously leaving the offensive zone in order to maintain possession. The Toronto Raptors are back in action tonight in the NBA. Toronto playing host to the Milwaukee Bucks. They're coming off that big comeback win over Washington on Monday. Rabs beat Milwaukee by 19 earlier this season. 
The sports update is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing in Calgary. You can visit their tap room, 28th Street Northeast. I got a bar right there with the RP show on the big screens every day. Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. And Landmark Cinemas in theaters now, five nights at Freddy's. I, it, it's not like we're the problem, because we talk CFL almost every day. We could, by virtue of your comments, talk CFL every day, because this we're the only ones doing it to the degree that we do. 902-518-3033, Sober Carpenter text line. So this is what's got everybody excited. Kirk in Toronto writes in, and he says, Hi, Rod, if the Bombers lose the Grey Cup, two straight wins, two straight losses, is that still considered a dynasty with four straight appearances? It's funny you bring that up, Kirk, because Greg with three Gs asked me to ask Naylor about that earlier, and I didn't get to it because we ran out of time, but let me say this. It's whatever you want it to be. How about that? Next hour, Troy Westwood and the Moose will delve even deeper into these and other issues. Break Moose? Is that what we should do? Are we good on time? Yeah, let's do it. We'll see you right after this brief pause on Game Plus Television. Key Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.